Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. It's the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. And Scott. And me, Truman. Give <laughs> <laughs> the theme tune. There you go, that's a theme tune. All right, okay. Whoop, Whoop. yeah. Whoop. <laughs> What's the matter? I like making noises. Well, yeah, yeah, we noticed. Yeah. yeah. Hey, right, so today's show, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, last week. Uh, last week, I was the at the Cork Comic Convention in Cork, oddly. Uh, Cork two Comic week, Expo. Two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago? Would that yeah. be two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay but, yeah. but the time they hear this, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now who doesn't ago. know how the time works? Oh, yeah. Oh, look at you. You've bunged <laughs> up on everything. Well done, you now. Um, so yes, so two weeks ago I would have been having had been there, and now I'm not there no more now. Um, so, so, is that past tense? Sorry, I need to crack open another can. Yes. <laughs> have, have we got to the stage now where you're just adding in extra words to hear yourself talk for longer? Yes, yes okay. we have. Okay. Yes, he's we have. testing whether or not I can edit him down to sound <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me all the choices. All right, the Cork Comic Expo, the second of the Cork Comic Expo. I was invited down by Will Sliney, King of Cork. Uh, and when you go down there and you see the queue to see Will Sliney, uh, he is the King of I Cork. I saw the big bang. I posted up some yeah, pictures about it's, the, it's the length mad, of the queue for him. Mad, It's really funny too because, um, I right, so uh, everyone that was there, there was a huge number of people at it um, in terms of guests, in terms of people I know. It has a, a very sort of art, art bent. It's more geared towards artists more than anything. Um, and so me, uh, Will Sliney, Declan, Stephen Mooney, um, uh, Paul Bulger, who does a book called Hound, um, and you know, uh, um, oh, Dee kind of, who is a colorist and they're, they're, you know, uh, there, there, uh, there's a load of people there and, uh, the guys were, were there from the comic cast and rogue, uh, comics. Hi guys. Uh, uh, we're all there. And the thing is, I haven't seen a lot of these people together in one space in a long time, like 10 or 20, and, and everyone's older. <laughs> and it's really, it's really, it's like a whole bunch of old men going, oh, we're all just old now. And, and it's really funny listening to them because the first time I met all of these people were, was at a comic convention. And this is the first time I've seen all of them together again. And, you know, you see two or three of them or three or four of them and, and so on. But it's, you know... Um, the first time I saw, I've seen all of them since we were all kind of really starting in into comics, and now they're all. I, I, sh- I had to shake Will uh, 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 Declan's hand at one point. He says, "What's that for?" I says, "Because Declan, you just said you were annoyed about someone because they're ten years younger than you, and that that's the sort of shit I was pulling ten years ago. So you know, <laughs> well, welcome to the club now. Um, so it was it was really fun. There's it's in a um, in a Mahan shopping center. It was this vast shopping centre it's just huge we've no sense of scale of it uh, in Northern Ireland at all I mean it, it's like if Victoria Square just covered all of Belfast City Centre it's like really big um, and uh, they were upstairs and downstairs and, and you know selling their wares and doing all sorts of stuff and it was kind of fun it was a fun fun con um, I really hate sitting at tables talking to people <laughs> It's a very, it's a very odd experience for me because my dad used to take me around doing that when I was much younger, and and I didn't like it. He not in comics. He was a brick a brack, and you know, oh, yeah, he did I, all I sorts know. of stuff. I'm sure, I've bought some wares from him at yeah, some, yeah, at some yeah. time or another at a, some market or such. Yeah. but I find it very odd to be. Bobby Bottles. Did I tell to... you all about his, his tattoo? 
My dad has a tattoo. It's a, it's a tattoo of his name Bobby with a bottle underneath it. That's his first tattoo at the age of 70. So Because he used to be called Bobby Bottles. And he's engaged to a woman, a lovely girl, a woman called Anne Chain. And he got a tattoo similarly, Bobby Bottles. So Bobby with a bottle underneath. Uh, and he got one with Anne, right? With a chain and a ball underneath it. <laughs> because Anne Chain. And we were going, that's maybe not sending the message you think it's sending. <laughs> <Dad>. <laughs> Bottle and chain like, sounds like one of those seventies double acts. Bottle and chain. But also, there's a there's a comedian called Nick Kroll who <laughs> was in a, a series called The League, which if you haven't seen it, is is very very funny. But he has his own sketch show called The Kroll Show. Uh-huh. One of his characters is called Bobby Bottle Service. Oh right, okay. and he is like a douchebag, uber hip bouncer, uh-huh. um, which not... doesn't sound like your dad no, no, at all. Like but Bobby dad. Bottle Service is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Um, but anyway, that that's a digression. They, they, we, um, the show was just lots of people coming in and out. There's not an awful lot to tell when you, you're doing a show. Lots of kids and uh, but that uh, 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 you could tell Declan was kind of going. Look at why is Will Will's queue's huge and I have not even got anywhere near that well, size of a queue. Cork's a different country. Though. It is. Yeah, yeah. Cork <laughs> is a very different place. It's. Uh, it's. I mean, it's. You're very conscious of like everyone sort of knows Will and or seems to know Will. We went from there. After the event to this this bar, you'd love this bar. This bar is called Barcadia, and it's. And I it's, saw some of the pictures of Declan and, and Mooney and Will all playing three player on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, they're, they're, uh, arcade whole, game. Like most of the bar is given over to an arcade, like oh. a like a mid eighties arcade with Pac Man and all all these games on it. I of course am sitting there going, I'm I even am too old for all of those games. Uh, <laughs> Give me a stick and a wheel and have a street you, to run excuse down. Me, excuse me, excuse me, waitress. Yes, have you got Pong? <laughs> I, like, that's very personal <laughs> <laughs> she's not from Belfast Ron. Uh, <laughs> so and it was great and they and they do um, they do uh, all the food stuff and there's, I'll, I'll give you a picture to post on, on the thing but they, they, the cocktails had little pictures of, of Mario and stuff on them I see, yeah, I saw and, and they're, they're kind of cool and you're sort of looking this is really I mean they're really going for it to, for the theme but when you walk in the doors there's a big Giant mural of of the Street Fighter guys, and so it's by Will Sliney down the bottom. Yeah. Corner. <laughs> this is why he's made us all come here to like pay homage to him. Look at that voice. Well, if, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know who Will is, you can listen back to our interview. You're obviously not from Cork. Yeah, well, that's true. You can listen back to PJ's interview with him from uh, a couple of weeks ago, which we put up as a bonus episode where he talks about which we will have done put up for previously. No, I PJ's finally getting it. the hang of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he talks about his life and his career in the Cork Comic Festival, um, and that's up on uh, to be listened yeah, to. Yeah, very helpfully. We put it up as an enticer to come down to the Cork Comic Festival three days after it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't really I mean, need that to entice you down to the Cork no, Comic Festival. either you were going or you weren't. Yeah. But also on, on the same weekend, which I don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, was also the Cork Tattoo Convention. Yeah, and I kind of figure either that'll draw, audience. yeah, either that'll draw people coming down the the type of people who would be interested in comics anyway and are coming for the tattoos and will cross over, yeah. or it'll pull in two separate directions yeah. as to where because a lot of people on my Instagram feed and my Twitter feed were going to one or the other. They were yeah. you know packing up the car ready to go to the tattoo con or packing but up the not car ready. Doing both. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. Cork's a big Who place. Drive to Cork. How, how's a tattoo con? Where do you, I mean, you can't really go down and collect tattoos. No, you have to book. You have to book in with an, an artist who is going to be there, and then you go and you sit and you get tattooed, and people can walk around and watch you, and then they give out awards at the end of the Sounds day. Sounds terrific fun. Yeah, <laughs> I went to the Cork tattoo convention and I sat there for five hours yeah. while someone tore a needle through my flesh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Tattoos? I know, and I don't think it's worth watching me get them. <laughs> I think it might be worth watching you get them. I don't know. I'd pay good money to see you get I'd a tattoo. I'd pay good money to see CPJ get a tattoo. I don't know if I'd ever... I have one tattoo. What? What? <laughs> I have a tattoo. Do you not know that? No. Okay. Do you you wear to... short sleeves a lot. Where you, is it? Do you want to see we've my seen tattoo? It, we've seen an uncomfortable amount of your body on this show. <laughs> and at no point was I like, oh, where do you get the ink done? Do you want, do you want to see my tattoo? Please be a Trump stamp. A Trump, a yeah. Trump stamp? <laughs> Trump stamp? Trump stamp. I was here. MAGA across my arse. <laughs> <laughs> Ma on one cheek, ga on the I other. mean, either we've, we've just seen the lower half, which is ironically worse, and the... Uh, is it on your arms? Yes. Oh, okay. That's, I'm comfortable enough with arms. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel... I feel... Here, there it is there. Oh. Do you see that tiny blue dot on my finger? Yeah. That is what's called yeah. an inker's tattoo. And it's what happens when you accidentally stab yourself with a pen <laughs> when you've been inking all day. And you and you jab, the, when you take the rubber and you've got the pen in your hand and you start rubbing something out. And and we, as you're rubbing, you put your hand down to hold the paper still and then stab yourself with the with the pen. And quite a lot of artists have them. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, I I was half expecting... Like a games workshop tattoo, no, no like no, the no. eagle or something like no, that. No. From the I, games I have workshop. considered. I have considered getting. There's a from the '95 Dread movie. There's one of the. There's some of the bits of the Dread movie are uh, really good, and they're generally around the design elements of them because a lot of the design stuff was done by 2000 artists. Yeah. So uh, the uh, what do you call it? The the um, Me Machine Angel is this guy with one arm, a big giant robot arm. It was all designed by Chris Cunningham, who was also called Chris Halls, but went on to, to do. Uh, I, I was watching, watching a bunch of Chris Cunningham music videos the other night. Oh, okay. His yeah. FX Twin ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, they are legendarily yeah. disturbing. Yeah. So I mean, he's an amazing artist, but they, they, one of the things they designed was this dread, this judge tattoo, which is like. Like the eagle with a barcode in it. I always thought that's pretty awesome. Look, that's pretty cool. I did consider getting one of those. I did want to get a tattoo when I went to Athens. I went to Athens a couple of years ago, and um, I came back. I went. I really want a tattoo, and I wanted it on my uh, right hand, at the base of my wrist and the inside of the base of my wrist. Oh yeah, that wouldn't uh, hurt at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> I literally I got a tattoo on the inside of the base of my wrist yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I thought that was new. Yeah, yeah. I got that in the belt. Okay, the and it's the TV wrist. from so Find Return to. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's not. I thought it was the TV from Willow the Wisp, <laughs> which shows e- you my age. Evil the television set. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what that is. No. And now that now that PJ said, I'm like, I kind of want a tattoo of Evil Ed on the television set. <laughs> I might just do that. <laughs> yeah, try, you, you'll be fine. It doesn't hurt that much. Does it not? No, well, it, the it, thing it was is, fine. The thing is, here's what I actually wanted, right? So I'm just showing Scott <laughs> Evil Edna. <laughs> Scott's never seen Evil Edna before. No, I totally might get that. <laughs> uh, so oh, yeah, so can you let's let's see your wrist. Yeah, we should take a photo of both of them together because <laughs> it really does. You know, it's the same sort of TV with the with the two little the two um, little rabbit ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just kind of realised that what, what was the name of the the fairy in Willow the Wisp? Oh, oh, it was. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Um, Florence or, it, or is it? Or, uh, um, or am I getting mixed up with the magic roundabout? Your Florence, Florence is, is the magic, magic roundabout. roundabout yeah. Um, but it was Kevin or no what's his name Kenneth, Bra- uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Williams Kenneth Williams was in it and the ferry was called Mavis Crust Mavis Crust <laughs> yeah. Mavis Crust reminds me of Susie's mother <laughs> have you got a picture of Mavis Crust on there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one, the one in the middle at the top 
yeah, yeah. little pink, the pink fairy. There you okay. go. Um, so yeah, but that would yeah, that'd be a cool tattoo. But no, what I wanted, right? So we'd been to Athens, and I, you know, you, the thing is, as an artist, sometimes you you go through uh, these periods where you feel like I cannot draw. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel like an, I'm an imposter. What am I doing? And and you kind of you you the implement of your power is your hand is is that ability to get your brain going and and, and you need to convince sometimes you have to like fifty percent of what I try and do is feel fake myself into thinking I can draw and then the other fifty percent is trying to catch up to that and trying to do that so I thought what would be really cool would be to get some sort of tattoo on my wrist on my hand that was always visible that when I looked at my wrist I'd go yeah you're an artist. It says, like, it literally says artist there. Not not literally the word artist. I don't want literally the word artist. It says you're an artist. <laughs> that, that would be insane. But something that figuratively says that, figuratively says, here is the seat of your power. This is where your power lies. And I'd been to Athens and, you know, I'd seen all this. I'd, I'd been Parthenon and stuff, which is amazing. I love Athens. I'd go back again in a heartbeat. I'd go back tomorrow if, if someone would let me. Um, I thought what I wanted is a Zeus-like lightning bolt. That's par, you know. And I thought, I'd get it there. It'd be really cool. So for a while, I drew on a little Zeus-like lightning bolt. And then when someone said, "What? what's the tattoo? I'd go, look. And and I realized I was saluting with a kind of Nazi-like uh, lightning bolt on my wrist. And I went, oh, do you know what? Maybe I shouldn't Not do so that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if the far right suddenly hadn't gained so much power and prominence in the States and everywhere around the world, I'd probably still be going, yeah, that would be an awesome tattoo and I should definitely get that. But... Now I feel like it's a bit neo-Nazi and maybe I yeah. shouldn't get that. And I've tried lots of variations it's of the lightning bolt. Is it a or something? Or? I know, but I, I, wanted, I wanted it a symbolic thing. You know, I wanted a kind of a symbol of power. And then I thought... The Duracell I, battery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would make my wrist look like a sex toy. And I don't know if that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not, not the image I want to evoke in my going, mind I mean it would going, be yeah, yeah what you do is get like a little compartment that's open and then you get the batteries inside now you're thinking of the bionic man yeah <laughs> a little biotronic sticker that's what I really want that's one, one of those things um, so yeah so, but I didn't my wife goes don't get it there don't get it she, I think Annette thinks at some point I'm going to be looking for a job yeah <laughs> so, she goes don't get a tattoo there people will see it nothing, and, yeah, nothing below the elbow yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of going I don't think that matters anymore people don't care anymore you know no. I remember seeing people in McDonald's wearing like bandages around their wrist because they had tattoos and they didn't want anyone to see them and now like, there are tattoos everywhere no one cares yeah they're, I'm they're pretty nothing. much prepared for in 30 years time whenever I go see my bank manager he'll probably have ear, you know, flesh tunnels and a tattoo in his face <laughs> yeah. he probably put his pants down and said can you imagine what this tattoo used to look like <laughs> <laughs> would you believe what this Prince Albert did to my dog oh. <laughs> there's a bar near me called the Prince Albert yeah, because there's a clock near you called the Prince Albert. Uh, yeah, but just I don't know. The Around bar, the, the bar Albert is clear. The bar is clearly younger than the clock, and young enough that you should know. You're no, not seeing the clock right at the top of it. It's got this big bell thing. It's just... <laughs> oh dear. Well, let's just assume that the bar and the co- the, the, the cock implement <laughs> are named after the same person, not necessarily after each other. <laughs> 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 I, think I, I think it was a fair assessment so yeah I've got not, you know, I thought maybe I'd have loads to talk about about the Cork Comic Convention but I really don't it was kind of fun It was, but you're in and out it's the five hour drive that's the killer getting down to Cork yeah. I will say this my, my brother lives down in Cork and um, he has just had a baby and so I went down I mean 
coincidentally just like three or four days before the convention his baby arrived and so I went down and uh, we went to see them and it was lovely lovely new baby he's got two kids he's, he's got two kids he wants or he's got three kids he wants four he's like going well, what, you're mental and his, his wife's going no and I, I no, no no and he's going yeah I'd like four and I'm going and she's going no no and I said you know the nice thing and I, I think I've said this to you before uh, the nice thing about having two kids as I do is if your wife turns around and says, I would love, I would really like another child. In all, an absolute surety and knowing that I can do this deep within my heart, I can turn around and say, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I am not having another child. Fuck off. Uh, Two. Two. You got two out of me. That's your limit. That's all you're getting. That's that's it. That's all the PJ babies you're getting. (laughs) The rest of the spunk is mine. Oh. You're not getting it. Well, would you have the snip? Yes, I nearly did. I nearly did, and then I think, for reasons that are complex, I ended up not not doing that. But I, but Catholic I, I guilt. would do. No, no, I, it's it's. He I, was worried. He was worried that they were going to We're getting into issues that aren't about me. But but um, no, we actually genuinely, my wife goes to me. She says, uh, "But what if I die?" And you want more kids? And I was thinking, well, you know, I might be more upset about you being dead than whether I'm going to have any more kids, if I'm honest. <laughs> that's all. But that that's seemed a, to be her that's thinking. That's all lies. The, surgeon, you, the but, surgeon said that you were going to have to remove your long johns and you said, nope, that's a deal breaker. The long johns stay on. You have to work through the long johns. You're going to have to go up the leg hole. <laughs> that's what I call my urethra. <laughs> Keyhole vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what, like the thing is your wife will say to you you know if I die you might want to have other kids and and you would go okay but who can, who am I allowed to sleep with then and you go no, oh, one. no one, <laughs> no wow. one. well then how am I going to have other kids how is that going to work how is that going to work you know the moment she puts a hypothetical and you start putting some concrete onto that that doesn't like they don't, they don't like that but anyway and he'd say they've, at night um, this is their third kid uh, I have a niece as well who is now 18 or 19 um and uh, my other brother, my brother Mark, who passed away in 1997, left two kids that don't know each other, and he didn't know he had. So you know, oh. you know I've got a, I've got a whole family thing there. But um, uh, Adam said to me, he said, "Do you want to be the Godfather?" And I've never been a god, never been asked to be a Godfather or but, been a Godfather but before. Your mind went. My yes, mind went, I can give you that. <laughs> no, immediately I went. I, I I felt weirdly proud, like I'd done something <laughs> when I knew I hadn't, and I went, yeah, but you, like you realise I'm an atheist, and I don't know, and and I went, yeah, no, that's fine. Adam says I'm an atheist. I went, okay, okay. I said, you, you know, I'm not a practicing atheist. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's that's okay. I went, all right then. And now I'm thinking, but I do I have to favour my godson over my other nephews and nieces? But I, I don't know what the... Because what's the deal there? Because otherwise it's just purely a ceremonial thing. Yeah, it is. I, I think no, it's just a... It doesn't it's bear... It's horrific now, isn't it? it yeah, really... it does, yeah, it doesn't have any legal... Like, I, I was always under the impression, because I, I found out who my... God, not found out, like, you know, we told who my godparents were whenever I was a kid. And I was like, oh, so if my mom and dad died, if my mom and dad died, that's who I go to. Uh-huh. And then as you get older, you realise, no, there is no legal, there's, there's no legal there. mind. If my mom and dad I don't, died... I, mean, I, don't want to, I don't want to sound, and I don't want in any way for anyone to think, I don't want to do that. Or I, I, I just, I'm, I'm I, I, my initial reaction was pride, which yeah. is weird, yeah. because... Like I did, I didn't even contribute to that. Being PJ, I think I, your I, initial reaction for most things is pride. <laughs> no, no, I an did, awful, I did an, something. An awful lot of it is shame. <laughs> but, but, um, 
but the shame frequently comes a long time after the pride. I uh, did something. Uh, but but I, but then it was like, oh, then Catholic guilt started kicking in. Should I treat this child differently than the other two? And I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. But at the same time, my God, child. You did know. you have to buy six Batman figures now? I don't know. I don't, I've gone, oh my God, I haven't even thought of that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but I, but it's, it's very odd. It's like now I've got an obligation to a child who lives in Cork. Which which means I'll see him three times a year. You know, if if that three. You're times driving a year. to Cork three times a year. No, I'm driving. I've got to drive to Cork now to fucking. Uh, you you uh, fly there now. I've got to. No, you can't fly there. You can, yeah. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Since oh, when? Yeah. You've been able to fly to Cork for a long time. Yeah. My no. my brother-in-law used to fly down for work. My uh, brother used to fly down to see my other brother, uh, and then they had that terrible plane crash in Cork. And, oh yeah. And then they took all the. My brother-in-law off. was supposed to be on that plane that that day. Oh, right, okay, yeah. then. There you go. So, um, Suspicious. I know. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> they're, they're, God love everyone, but they, there's six people died in that yeah. crash and they took the planes off, so I didn't realise they were back on again. It is a fucking frightful drive, though. It is awful. I mean, to be honest, it's probably a more terrifying plane journey because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be in one of those little rubber... Like, the, the propellers that wind up with the rubber bands yeah, and then just yeah. away go, you go yeah. and you're in the air for about eight minutes before you've got to come back down yeah. again. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I'm going to be a good parent, and and uh, Cork was good. All right, <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all there is to say about Cork. Um, I knew that would happen. I just, I, I, just you, you fizzled I, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, today I've, I've, I mean, because of the nature of how we record these things, I've driven back from Cork today. So the stuff I'm talking about happened three weeks ago, but I'm suffering the jet lag of it <laughs> somehow now. So we were going to talk about other things. The other things we were going to talk about are um, revisiting classics, specifically sort of remakes of films, remakes of things, and talking about... Um, I mean, I have a tangential thing on, on that I want to talk about, which is art-related. I don't know if you'll find this interesting, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, which is I redrew, right. I redrew a panel, and, and I was slightly surprised at how much better the panel... There's a, there's a point as an artist where you think, I have stopped developing, I've stopped... All I'm doing now is just doing the thing that I'm doing and not in any way improving um, and I see other artists and, and like John McRae has been around my house a couple of times uh, recently and he's doing this new book called Dead Rabbit for Image uh, with uh, Jerry, Gary, Jerry Dugan Jerry Dugan, Jerry Dugan, Dugan. Yeah. Yeah. and um, John's art is like wow it's right I mean I, John's art it can I I love I've always loved John's art. I love John deeply, and I, I think his art sometimes is more commercial and sometimes less commercial. And this, I think, is the most commercial I've ever seen his artwork. And 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 it's got this beautiful solid blacks, beautiful silhouettes and stuff. And it feels like a leap ahead over other stuff. But at the same time, there's a certain amount of um, John going. This isn't. I don't. It's just quite constraining drawn in this way. Um, but. It looks like he's advancing himself in terms of what he's doing. And I, I feel like lots of artists do that. Lots of artists move on and change. And I don't feel like that ever happens to me. I feel like I'm just drawing the same thing, same shit over and over again. Just different stories. Uh, but I, re- I had to redraw this page um, for this story. For a, a um, it's, it's basically a pitch. And I read, and it's just a, a, a girl sort of reacting to something happening. And the original drawing is quite, it's okay. It's all right. It's not, you know, it does the job. But the redraw has, has got a real. It's got this turn in the body, and the body language is like it's. It's like the rendering is the same. The rendering is about the same sort of quality, but the body language and the figure is so much more, so much better, more believable, and and more real. And I'm and and you know, it's more immersive looking. And um, I'm not saying it's a great drawn or anything. I'm just saying like compared to that, that other drawn. And I posted both of them on Twitter, and somebody said, you know, that's like 
because it's very rarely you get a chance to redraw something yeah. that you've done one time before. Um, I did once, I did a, a strip called Mythic with Phil Hester and they had an, an artist draw the first part of it and then they got me to draw the second part of it and then um, they, because the artist didn't finish the, the second part and they got me to redraw it. Uh, it got me to draw it from scratch and then when they were reprinting it in the trade they asked me to redraw the whole of the first episode of it so I got to see my art and someone else's art in comparison together and I was looking at these two things and going shit I am really much better than I thought it was <laughs> you know I am really you know I, I can tell a story I can I know how to tell a story because I'm like I, to me this is these decisions I make are the only decisions I can think of making and then I was looking at somebody else and went oh yeah I suppose I could have done that but that, well, that doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't seem as good. It doesn't seem to work as well. And so, so there's um, when you're redoing your own stuff, there's you can see differences, and there's obvious reasons why you would do that. And then um, I think we were talking on a previous episode about the redoing of of uh, uh, what do you call it the uh, uh, um, oh the slasher flick uh, with Psycho. We're talking about the remake of Psycho and, and why you would remake that and you were saying yeah. you, you study that in yeah. film school and, and But the thing I think with if you look at Psycho, it's if I'm remembering right, and this is going back fifteen years or something since I kind of studied both of them. Wait a minute, that remake was fifteen years ago? No, it was more than that. It was more than that, yeah. Holy shit. I, I I'm th- right, thirty years. It was twenty years ago. This yeah. is the worst thing about being old, is when when you get you get older and time that you, like the amount of time that time is gets bigger and smaller. It's, it's like you know, fifteen years is four seconds you know and you're you're looking you're looking on netflix and you go oh there's that film i meant to see and it was about a week ago yeah. <laughs> and then you look at it it's like 2002 and you go oh shit yeah i mean i think that the, the cycles if i'm remembering rightly and i i, I probably am not but I, what i remember is i think they're shot for shot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i think that was, very, I think very... that was the whole point of it was it was a shot for shot remake. yeah except they added in a few shots of him shooting his load looking through a hole <laughs> right, okay yeah but There's I have so many I, ways to read that statement. But, I uh, actually had a similar experience at the start of this well, year. You shoot your nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, That's a thought that doesn't bear thinking about. Two years ago, I coloured a feature film, um, a horror, which is coming out later this year, I think. But it was originally coloured to be black and white. I know mm-hmm. colouring is a bit of a old way to describe something that you're making in black yeah, and white, yeah, but yeah. it's a. It's but set you don't want to call it monochromizing? Monoc- yeah. Because that's a horrible word. It was it was shot color, um, and twenty percent of it shot on film. The rest shot on digital, and it is a found footage shit mm-hmm. set in nineteen early nineteen sixties, um, which is supposed to have all been shot on black and white film. Yeah. So we graded the whole film to be black and white, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's not just as simple as turning the saturation yeah, down. Yeah, it, yeah, that yeah. that you, makes you, it grayscale. Certain there amount is, of contrast and, yeah. and, and highlighting. Um, and lights there actually and... is a there, and there actually is a fair amount of messing with the the red, green, and blue channels to get make it look like what black and white films yeah, should look like. Yeah. A not a grayscale image yeah. of a color of a color uh, shot. So we did all that, and then the film kind of got shelved for a little bit, and then they came back and said the film. We think we found a distributor. Yeah, but everywhere that the distributor tries to sell it. Won't take a black and white film. Yeah, they won't take a black and white film. The film's also uh, framed four three, Mm -hmm. so that means that there's the black bars either side, the way kind of older TV shows um, would have been, and the way you know going white back it would have been. That they apparently didn't have a problem with the Academy ratio. The Academy. Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. There you go. Um, so they said no, they they won't take a black and white. They're fine with four three. Let me go to our adjudicator. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it's going to have to be color. 
Okay. So I got to go back and regrade the film from scratch. Okay. Not only going from black and white to color, but having worked for two years. Yeah, yeah. In solidly, between, yeah. Uh, in between, and and doing nothing but coloring. When I had first done that film, I had been coloring for a while, but mostly yeah. documentaries. Like this was a, getting that feature film was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and now I think I'm seven or eight feature films yeah. in. And, uh, you know... Have... It's it's not so much the time difference because the, it's the thing no. with the redrawing with me was somebody said to me, oh, when did you do those two figures? Uh, what's the time difference apart? And I said, oh, I think about three months. It turned out it was six months. Yeah. But that wasn't the, the issue. The issue was there was 130 pages between yeah, the two. Yeah, between the two. Yeah. You know. Like I could have done those eight feature films back to back between doing <clears throat> yeah. this film and then regrading it as opposed to having them spread out over, yeah, yeah. over two years. And I still think that there would have been a marked improvement yeah. um, in what I was doing. And although the, doing a side by side the way you can won't have the same effects because you're all you'll see is one's black and white yeah. and one's color. There are tonal differences and gradient differences and um, and dynamic range differences yeah. that I just couldn't have achieved back yeah. then because I didn't understand enough about yeah. what I was trying to do. Um, so that's that, that's the question is then is is should everyone be allowed to go back over stuff? I mean, because yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, it's not it's not necessarily given you'll always be better. I mean, your, your approach will be different. I mean, yeah. the, the big examples that people will always go is, oh, look at George Lucas did to Star Wars, and he shouldn't have been allowed to go back and change all of those things. But but you you I mean, the thing the thing for you me don't was... often get the luxury to go back and change yeah, the stuff. Yeah, that's done. right. But the thing, just to, you know, as an aside, the the whole George Lucas and Star Wars films. They're his films. Yeah, he can do whatever the fuck he wants with them. I we don't have to. I don't have to like it. Yeah. But if he didn't feel that he got to do everything that he wanted to do with that film, then he gets to go back and, and yeah. change it. I do have a little bit of an issue with the with Empire because technically, well, not technically, he it's didn't direct Kirsten, it. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's our, our Ivan Ira. I, uh, Ira Ira Kushner. Irvin Kushner. Um, Thanks he, to the adjudicator. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was your superhero name, the adjudicator. <laughs> That one's a little bit of a grey. <laughs> I think you'll find. <laughs> I wish listeners could see the opposed actions. Yeah. The actions are as Ron, Ron just moves in to... into the ring yeah. and puts his hand down and calls time. Like a karate it. chop of 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 justice. Gra- yeah. <laughs> of, of grammar correction. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, as things and as technology moves on, we're going to see this more with films because people are getting to remaster yeah. the 4k remasters of everything is starting to come out are starting to come out and that means going back to the original film negative rescanning it because yeah. the scanners have come on so much more and the screens have come on so much more and then getting the opportunity to grade it which you didn't have yeah. back whenever you were and shooting gra- on, on, on the, film in the, before in the context of when you say grading it recoloring recoloring, recoloring. Um, yeah. is, is grading it's just a fancy it's just a, yeah, it's just another yeah. way of saying color um now you could you could do things to the color film back then. You could do um, chemical uh, treating, and yeah. that basically that is just leaving the film in baths yeah. longer. Um, and people who were very good at it would know exactly how many seconds to yeah. give it a to give it a warmer hue or yeah. a colder yeah, a good hue. Example, and that, that Private Ryan, which is all yes, bypass all, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's the, so that's basically that the film is actually dipped in a silver nitrate. I think is what gives it the um, yeah. The kind of sheen on that, um, but as films are rescanned, you're going to get the opportunity to do that, yeah. and people are taking it. Yeah. Um, so, so in a film like that, would they go back to the pre-bleached version of it to then do a digital bleach? On it, dep- it, it depends they, what's available. They, yeah. It depends what's available because obviously the the one that went out in the cinemas is the final version, so that will have 
you know, the, the silver nitrate, the bleach yeah. bypass, if I'm understanding it correctly. So if they have the original, yeah. they could go back to the original um, and see what's there yeah. um, and see how much detail is there and what the colour palette and stuff is like yeah. and go ahead and do it. For a film like that, you maybe don't want to. Yeah. But for a film, I'm trying to think, there have been... Um, Films yeah, that have been film, completely for a film maybe where the color wasn't as great. Wasn't as good, it, yeah. yeah, like I know that they've just done it for the 4K remaster of Heat, which has been released on iTunes recently. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, it's great. Um, which I, I'm picking up actually tonight. That's on. I've added it to my list to this today. Um, <laughs> he says that like I'm heading under the iTunes shop. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's pushing I, a button. I'm <laughs> actually, I'm actually in the process of selling my Blu-ray collection. Right. And okay. as I sell things. I'm setting the money aside to if I, if I want the digital version, the money gets spent on that, and if I don't, it goes into a little pot to get other kind of digital versions of things that I want. Happy. Yeah, and and um, I, mean, I mean, like as you sell things on Blu-ray, is there not the like the longer you leave it to sell them, the less and less and less money you're getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things? I mean, yeah, like you're getting a couple of pounds for them, yeah. which is why I'm not kind of one for wanting yeah. everything. I'm not going to rebuy everything that I yeah. have because I don't want. Every, I don't want everything. They've, there's films there that have sat on the shelf for yeah. you know. I probably once, never. Been I opened. once made a profit out of CEX and reselling them Aliens, the complete series when they released a new Aliens movie. <laughs> I sold them the complete series before the uh, Alien. What was it? The, the Co- not Covenant, wasn't it? Yeah, the one, the, no, the one before Prometheus, Prometheus. Prometheus. So before Prometheus, I sold them my complete Alien series. They bought it, and then I bought the complete one with Prometheus, with the money from that that I'd got off them. <laughs> so just just to bump it up a wee bit. Yeah. So what? What? Sorry. What? What I was saying uh, to get back on that is, yeah, I think we're going to see more and more films coming, and the filmmakers are going to get an opportunity to really work on the film at a level that they couldn't before and, yeah. and maybe they'd wanted to or maybe they just didn't know it was available because yeah. you know it was oh brother where art there so was that, the... that's that's literally going back and reworking material that extant yeah. material that, that exists but there's also let's go back and remake this series let's go back and remake that. Yeah. And the new yeah. thing is 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 um the very latest thing is, as of our speaking now, is uh, Lost in Space has, has come out. I haven't seen any yeah. episodes. No, of it, I mean we're gonna we're all gonna end up talking about something that we haven't seen. But I've been hearing nothing but good reports. Now yeah. I don't know how good, yeah. but I'm I'm excited that they're. I good. might be in the low numbers of people who liked the original. Oh, I love the original. I loved. Oh no, no, you. Oh no, wait. No, you're talking about the, the film movie? with Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, yeah, that's the Whoa. one. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I was on a disappointing date to see that film. <laughs> no, well, it, all was, of your dates were movie, disappointing. I think the movie was definitely a big player in that. <laughs> I was going to ask, would the, was the date disappointing because of the movie or vice versa? Yeah, I just because of, Ron was on couldn't it. Couldn't muster any enthusiasm halfway through that, that film. That doesn't sound like you. No. <laughs> Another disappointing day in Ron's world. <laughs> um... um so, I like the I like the theme tune. I like Matt LeBlanc in it. I thought it was great. Who 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 did that? Fat Boy Slim, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Fat Boy Slim. Was it, it Apollo Four Forty. Apollo Four Forty. Apollo Four Forty. Oh, okay. was yeah. Weird. Yeah. I just remember that. That's yeah. the knowledge I haven't needed for a while. That's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it's interesting. The remakes have kind of been happening for a while now, but they are seeming to gain a little bit more. There was a bit of a lull. Whenever people were, you know, remake, they just remake. Hollywood needs some original ideas, mm-hmm. but now they seem to be on the uptick again, especially TV shows and stuff like that. Like there is. Well, Netflix um, is eating content, and it, it wants it wants new things, but also old things. Yeah. That it can, and they've done a lot of uh, like American shows that we've never really got. 
yeah. in the first place. So like, as I oh, Fuller, Fuller House, Fuller House, and, and yeah. stuff, stuff that yeah. are like clever sequel names that we're going. I don't, I don't know what that's a clever. Pun don't rem- I don't remember to. the last time the house was full. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, like, surely it's more full house. <laughs> what I would like to see them is to go back and do things like Robin's Nest again or something. Use <laughs> British TV shows. What's happening with Citizen Smith? Yeah, let's see three, two, one remade as a Netflix show. That's what I want. <laughs> This means nothing to Scott. No. Scott's going, oh, no. you never see 321. As far as I'm concerned, Robin's Nest is a Batman episode. Oh, Robin's uh, Nest was with the one armed. Uh, 321 was a game show, right? What's that? 321 was amazing. It was yeah. a game show mixed with a. The guy had a, the fast fingers. A, Ted but, Rogers. <laughs> oh, not yeah. Ted Rogers. Yeah, Ted Rogers Ted and Rogers, Dusty yeah. Bin. The Dusty Bin. Right, so yeah. the, the setup was the start of the, of the thing was like, um, you would. There was like a. A drama murder mystery kind of thing, and there was in the game the, show. Yeah, yeah. so there were two parts to it. One of it was like quiz questions, and and then the other part was some sort of scenes acted out, and you get clues. And then there was another part of it that was that was basically um, like song and dance. It was a variety show, basically, and a whole. What thing. The and then fuck? and then you'd have all these clues to try and figure out what your prize was, and the clues would be so obtuse, unbelievable, you, like, they were like so incredibly cryptic. cryptic, and you you know. You'd go so uh, my what, first what, is in red, but not in blue. <laughs> stuff like, well, I think what would happen is you'd have to you'd have objects, and you go, "Do you want to keep this object?" And maybe this object will be dusty bin, or maybe it's the holiday in Mallorca. Which do you think it is? And it would be like a keyboard, and you go, "I'll I'll keep the keyboard." They'll go, "Okay, well you kept keyboards. Keyboards are a thing that types letters. Sometimes letters aren't very good. And what do you do with a letter that's not very good? That's right, you throw a dusty bin. <laughs> <laughs> You've won dusty bin, and you're going." Huh? It's like you've been mugged. <laughs> but really, what's happening is the producers are sitting going, "Nah, he can't win now. <laughs> nah, fi- find a way. To just Ted, just work on this. <laughs> work it, Ted. Work it." <laughs> it was like it was a weird. It was, it was kind a, of one like, holiday to give away this series, and it's not going to be to this. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, there's smacks of it in uh, Ant and Dex Saturday Night oh, Takeaway. Right, okay, yeah. Smacks of that kind of. Variety night quiz show Saturday night kind of thing. Because like I do remember also. like things like Bullseye. Whenever like the darts player from the pub and the guy who kind of tangentially knew him but didn't yeah, really yeah, know yeah, him, yeah. and the two of them together win a fitted kitchen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think well, or, or we, we don't live together, Jim. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, <laughs> with one kitchen. I've seen that. Some people were talking about that recently, and and they were saying that. Like that, that part of the world was in such poverty because yeah. of Thatcher and yeah. in the eighties, and and you know Ted Rogers or not Ted wasn't Ted Jim Bowen, Jim Bowen, who passed away who came, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, who came from that that same place. Yeah, and and knew what poverty was like would actually be really kind of and help them out and stuff. Yeah, and I always ask was much work on much work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you no, know, like Jim's not. Oh the, well, chin up. <laughs> it's the grimmest. It's the grimmest. Thatcher's period. Britain game oh, shows. Yeah. Goodness, yeah, like I mean, which ca- catchphrase would have been around it, the same time? It's as a well, wonder right? none of these catchphrase shows... would have been early nineties. Yeah, say what you see. Oh, the catchphrase got is, is back again with uh, Stephen Mulhern and Steve the Magician. Yeah, it's been on telly uh, well, yeah, a I mean, lot. Yeah. But anyway, the point of the point I'm making is. Uh, at no point has Netflix gone let's revise any of these 80s no. British TV greats Netflix have been doing have you watched any of the, the Ed McHale show with Ed McHale Joel McHale Joel McHale that's yeah. it which is basically a finger kind of, on the pulse there yeah well Joel McHale is <laughs> It's basically it's like Clive James's, but it, it was called originally it was called something like The Soup, the yeah, American yeah. show, which I'd never seen. But it, it's kind of let's here's what's been on TV this week and let's watch it again. And you're thinking 
How does that, how does that oh, work what do you call, Like, Do you remember uh, Chris Tarrant used to do a... a Chris Tarrant did it, Chris and Cly, uh, Clive Anderson did it yeah. as well, and even uh, Clive James did it before that as well, where, where they'd, they'd watch TV from around the world and show you clips of it and go, look at, look at those crazy Japanese... So is that, Japanese. What, is that what the Joel McHale show is? Largely, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's yeah, like it really is... You know, it's sometimes... The lowest common denominator, cheapest thing to make. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And, who, uh, wants and to, who wants to watch or listen to some people talking about shows that they've watched on TV. Well, yeah. it's like, here's last who year's memes. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, thanks. Who would want to listen to a show yeah, about I people know. talking about things they've, they've Trying watched? Trying to verbally explain memes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think we're probably not that far away from Netflix having their own late night talk show. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've, well, got, they the David, have, they've they, got the David Letterman. They have their own late night talk show. They've had three of them so far. Yeah, but I mean, like, one that comes on every day. Oh, yeah. So they yeah. can release an episode every day that they yeah. shot the night before. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean that, yeah. that that's that content largely really live successful TV you're on... saying is the only thing they haven't done yet well yeah but Actual that content's really TV. successful on YouTube with like you know the yeah. Mid Show and uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel Jimmy Fallon that stuff is gets huge yeah, numbers I mean, if yeah. you're on, for stuff if that you're was gonna, on TV if you're going to look for stuff that's huge on YouTube it's not going to be that long before Netflix have a show about kids opening boxes of toys like... or cards or playing with slime oh. based on my what my kids like to watch on YouTube yeah um, but anyway so well, you know in the vein of uh of remakes I saw the remake of Death Wish mm-hmm. starring Bruce Willis Elizabeth Shue and Vincent D'Onofrio okay uh, directed by Eli Roth um, oh you have all this stuff on top I, I, I'm like going this is the most high profile thing Bruce Willis has done in, For, in the last four or five years yeah they, he's done a lot of films in that time but yeah. they're not they're, they're all straight to video yeah I mean I don't know what's going me and a friend and I were, were sitting looking through iTunes and he's done about six movies for some production company in America mm. that are all straight to video that seem like... I mean, Bruce is probably getting a cut a paycheck for the whole bunch. Yeah. And they're all, you know, revenge. And they're probably all filmed things. on the same day as well. Well, I mean, they all, I mean, I watched them all. They've all got the sort of similar premise, you know, an, yeah. an angry bald man is out to get revenge. <laughs> so this seems like an angry bald man's out to get revenge, but at least this one made it to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. was it any good? It is surprisingly good. Bruce Willis. What? Bruce Willis. I'm surprised. I like yeah. Bruce Willis. I've always liked Bruce Willis. I think when Bruce Willis turns it on, he is really, and really he tur- good. And he turns it on in this. Right. I have seen some of those straight to DVDs, and I've seen some of his cinema films from you know from years before. There's one like uh, in the cold dead of night or something like that that I still was had a cinema release of, like probably four or five years ago now. Um, and you're right. He feels like he's phoning it in. Even in the the last Die Hard movie, the one where he's in Russia mm. for a while. He, mm. It just feels phoned in. This feels like he actually was into it yeah. and wanted to do it and is trying to act his ass off. Yeah. Really. Well, I mean, since it's Eli Roth directing, is he really pushing the sort of grindhousey type, you know, dark and violent type stuff? No, it... it feels... I don't want to say lighter because lighter is kind of... Implies it feels fluffy or, yeah. or, or or there's humor in it or something like that, but it's not not, not as dark as Eli like, Roth. No, and it's not. No, it definitely doesn't feel that. There are some moments in a, in the same way that when we talked about Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine a few weeks ago, there's a couple of real wince inducing yeah. injuries that aren't gory, but are just like, oh, oh, that will have hurt. Oh, Bruce. <laughs> But I mean, for anyone who doesn't know the story, this is kind of a, 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 a hash of a, the novel that was then the film with Charles Bronson, um, successful doctor who is dealing uh, with a lot of gunshot victims in Chicago, which is, has just been named the murder capital of the U.S. and um, and is just kind of in the grips of, of gun violence. His wife and daughter are um, caught in a home burglary. Um, his wife is killed, and his daughter is very seriously injured. 
and the police just can't really do anything. They're mm. they're overstretched, they're overworked, and there's they're over here. They're over here. <laughs> And there's 800 homicides in the yeah. in the city that year. So, so much like the original Death Wish, where Charles Bronson plays an architect, Bruce Willis plays a doctor. Yeah, both those are completely unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> at no point do you look at Bruce Willis and go, "Yeah, that guy's been in medical school." <laughs> the only thing that I find that I that I noticed in the film about him being a doctor was in the first scene they bring a gunshot victim into the ER, and Bruce Willis is the the surgeon on staff in the ER. They wheel a police officer, no less. They wheel him into the room. He's just about to cut, and he puts his finger on his on the the pulse. Yeah, and he goes, "Call it." Like, yeah. He just got there. He that's like given up too he's, easy. Yeah, he's that's that's, that's easy. far too quick. There, there's, uh, there's, and then the same thing happens later on. There, they wheel somebody else in, and they just get him in through the door, yeah. and they're about to start the time of death. Like no <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit! You haven't tried. I've seen the paddles. Yeah. I know there are paddles. Yeah. Is this you a know. situation where like Bruce Willis is like, look, I'll do my own stunts, but I'll not pretend to be a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I was, uh, You've been framed. Was on TV, and Harry Hill was doing the narration stuff on it. And there was a joke in it that was so medically specific. Yeah. That, that I was watching it going, wow, they almost have like doctors on staff yeah. because that is not a word that would occur to a normal person. That yeah. it's whatever medicarpal, whatever it was a you know, it was a medical sounding word. And then I realised, oh yeah, Harry Hill used Harry to be Hill's a doctor. A doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why that joke that's why that joke exists. Could you take it in a serious medical diagnosis from a man in that collar? No. Well, I don't think he wore the collar when I don't know. Well, he might have done Harry. Um But if Bruce Willis and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as well, who has a very small part in the film he plays Bruce Willis's brother. But I just don't think there has ever been anything that Vincent D'Onofrio isn't fucking brilliant in. Mm. Do you think he's ever forgiven Stanley Kubrick? Why would he? Why did he not? Have you ever seen? You've seen uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yes. yes. The same year that movie came out was the same year that Adventures in Babysitting came out. Vincent D'Onofrio in Adventures in Babysitting is built like a Norse god, oh. <laughs> and then Stanley Kubrick has him put on a whole bunch of weight. Yeah, the full metal jacket, and the man never shifted. Oh, it. he ne- never came back no, off. He never could lose it again. Oh, well, that's what happened to me. And Stanley's <laughs> like, do another take of eating that pie. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever seen a film where he's not great? No, he's always fantastic. Yeah, and even in this, with just a little role, he's just a hundred percent believable. It's terrific. Just to watch, just to watch the film as a whole is fine. It's enjoyable. Yeah. They 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 entertain the American gun laws and go into like a sporting goods store and that kind of thing. They they play with that quite nicely. Whereas in the original, I just think Charles Bronson just bought a gun and started shooting people. Hmm. Um, and kind of Bruce Willis, he's never shot a gun before. Kind of fumbling through yeah. all that is is um, is fun. And I bet by the end he's pretty handy with the gun. He, yeah, by the yeah. end, by the end, it's pretty. Yeah, he's shooting people and then feeling their pulse and going. And, and, yeah. yeah, you're done. Uh, that should have been the end. I'm call, <laughs> once he uh, bang bang, I'm going to call this one. <laughs> once he kills the final bad guy, it's just time of death. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I am. It just reminded me, and the reason it reminded me of it is because the, a film called Death Sentence that was out probably fifteen years ago uh, with uh, Kevin Bacon. Okay. Um, was supposed to be the final film. It was the final book in the Death Wish series, and was supposed to be the final film in the Death Wish series. But for some reason, back then they never got to make it with Charles Bronson, so they made it later with. I think Charlie um, was dead, but that was he probably was. Yeah, yeah. They made so they <laughs> made it. With, it. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm, I'm, I'm calling it Charlie. <laughs> so they made it with Kevin Bacon, and the film was released without much kind of fanfare or a weird or replacement. Whatever. Yeah. Charlie did get Kevin. Bacon. Get Kevin Bacon, but it's Kevin Bacon and John Goodman, and it is terrific. Really? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It has one of the most intricately shot and technically brilliant on foot chases that I've ever seen where they had they would follow along with Kevin Bacon it's in a multi-story car park uh-huh. so they'd follow along chasing Kevin Bacon and the camera would go out do you know the way that the There's it's all movie. open it's all That's open the movie title right there chasing Kevin chasing Bacon chasing Kevin Bacon <laughs> so the camera goes out the 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 kind of concrete gap yeah. the, the, of the the thing turns around and goes up onto the next floor where you find the guys that are looking for him and then carries on oh, and it does that like and there's a there's a really great youtube video about how they did it about hand you know handing cameras off to guys on on cherry pickers outside the thing because it was quite a low budget film um but it's just beautifully done and kevin bacon is just great in it so i i, I seem to have a i've noticed after watching death sentence i have a thing for revenge Thrillers. Doesn't everyone? I think it's and I was talking to Hannah the other last night when I got home about it. And I, is it the, is it that uh, that's what I do? I do that. I think I think it's the I think it's the catharsis thing of like you've always had your memory of of things where you wish you'd done something yeah, different yeah, or you yeah, could have yeah. taken you know the situation in your own hands. It's and a very, you get to it's, you get to watch very... someone basically not have to pay attention to the conventions of the law or anything else. They just go and do it. Yeah. It's and they do it with any consequences. Black and white, this is right, this, this is wrong. Yeah. I mean I think it's what makes dread work as a character is is that no matter you always feel like, okay, that's yeah, he's done the right yeah. thing. You know, um, even when he hasn't. Yeah, know. it's interesting uh, that you say conventions because I never thought about. It. There's there's a scene when his Bruce Willis's daughter is she's on the the soccer team, and one of the dads is getting a bit mouthy to the referee and swearing, and you know Bruce tells him to to calm down, and the guy gets in his face, and in your head you're just, you know, hit him, just yeah. just just punch him because you're Bruce Willis, but also you have that thing of well, if you did that in real life, what are the chances that I end up getting curb stomped, and that's yeah. you know, and that's the so end of it. Seen, like, um, oh, oh, what's it called? Kirk Douglas is in it, and um, oh, it's it's the one uh, falling. Is it falling down? No, oh, Michael Douglas. Michael, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas yeah, yeah, falling, falling down. down. Yeah, yeah, that has that similar sort of man stops, and that's yeah, that's and that's the, the end, end of it. it. Like, yeah. he, and he can he can't understand. He has that great line where he's like, "I'm the bad guy." Yeah. Like, how how am I? I did everything right. Yeah. I did what I was supposed to do, and I'm I'm somehow the bad guy. Yeah, yeah that's a terrific film as well. Yeah. I, I kind of have the theory that every year there's one there's one of these films that kind of stands out. Like Taken was the one that year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a horrible film. Taken's a horrible film. It's a really it is a horrible pleasant film. film. It really is. It's great. Though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> why why do you have a why do you have I just an issue? It's with... a really unpleasant film. There was another film I saw. I mean, we weren't doing the podcast at the time. I saw. It and I thought everyone's saying how brilliant this film is, but it's it's really not. Oh yeah, I do know what it was. Three billboards outside uh, Missouri. Uh, I, think I think that movie's I, overrated. I I think it's actually deeply sexist. Like every female, apart from what's wrong with being sexy? Sexist, sexist, sexist. Every character, apart from uh, Francis McDormand, the two women who are not uh, bimbos are you know older kind of you know not any way past way gone to seed kind of characters every other female character is a kind of you know a, a, like a caricature of a of a bimbo really yeah you know, i mean to, to like to a ridiculous level they're just little cartoon bubbles they're, they're nothing and you kind of go 
because I, I watched it, I thought, why are all the female characters so horrible? Like none of, I mean, they're no, none of there's not not totally painted in any sort of shape way. Like whereas lots of, there are lots of male characters that are all very different and yeah. varied. No matter how small a role that 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 character is, or or you know how small a part they they have more range. Yeah, than they're fleshed any of out. The, and, yeah. yeah. More, much more fleshed out than any of the female characters apart I, from the two I'd say and one of them was the mother definitely a problem with McDonough as a writer yeah. I mean you see look, look at his other films they mostly just feature men I don't think he yeah. does kind of write women yeah, yeah that, you know? that's a good point like Seven Psychopaths yeah they're, they really only the woman <clears throat> in that is uh, is um, Jesus I can't even think of the there's you know there's there's uh, Colin Farrell's girlfriend who's, who's painted as a bitch um, and uh there's the uh, Christopher Walken's wife who's who is dying in the hospital, but then yeah, once that once they're kind of out of the picture, it's yeah, pretty much a sausage fest. <laughs> it's a different film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it! I really wanted that film to be great. Which one? Sausage, sausage party. Fest? Sausage, sausage party. party. Is yeah. that the animated? Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, awful. the trailer was terrific. And then it just like, was the trailer film. terrific. Oh, the, the trailer was Did really funny. Screen, this I think I got terrible. all I needed to get from that from just the trailer. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that that's probably true. And then I found out that they didn't pay any of their animators, and uh, there was a whole uh, there was a whole yeah, big yeah. thing about it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's a yeah. tangent for another day. I have I bought the new iPad Pro. I we you remember my adventures with trying to buy an iPad Pro, right? So what happened was the next day I went online and. Bought it from the Apple Store and just collected it. <laughs> I collect. I just. I went pay for that. Bought it. Walked down to the Apple Store with my my passport. Went please one of these. And they went there. You go. I went all right. Thanks. Which is what they should have done in the what I should have done in the first place. Yeah, but like yeah. a dick, I tried to go in and buy it off them, which they don't like. Yeah. So I, I I bought one and I bought um I I had already a Logitech uh, keyboard thing. Um, a little slimline keyboard so if you're if you're a writer in any way shape or form and you want to write with an iPad these things are great the little, little Logitech things because they the keyboards unusually light up so yeah. you can you know you can work in sort of low light conditions the keyboard uh, the, the keyboard sort of is like is the cover of the iPad but it also half of it sort of folds underneath the keyboard so you've got like it, it's a really lovely small footprint and I've been typing up on it doing my, my little uh, Couch DDK thing on my iPad um, I would say having had an iPad Pro 2 and an iPad Pro 1 there was really no need for me to buy it <laughs> So I hope a, my wife doesn't we should, listen we should, to we that. We should, we, should point, we should point out that on the, the show where, where PJ talks about his iPad, I offered to give him the cash yeah, that yeah. the Apple store was offering him for the trade. And, and we did that after we no, did we that after the, the joke. No, we didn't, might listen to this and I'll be fucked. <laughs> no, no. I know. Joking aside, joking aside, uh, yes, uh, Scott has, has my old iPad. And, so is um, there no benefit then, drawing-wise? No, I well, well you yes, did, you did tell You did tell me that you thought that it, the pen... I think, felt, I think the, pen, the pen feels faster. Uh, do you have Procreate on your, your yes, iPad? You yes, But you just ran out of juice. I literally just ran yeah, out of battery. Yeah. Um, I would say that it is a little more responsive. I'd say if you're using Clip Studio Paint, Clip Studio Paint is... The, the weird thing is it's, it's hard to tell whenever you go from one to the other because it's... You're kind of going. Is this the speed it was going before? So you really need to see them side I mean, by yeah, side. I've had them both. Yeah, simultaneously sort of doing something, but but it does feel a wee bit snappier and all those things. But the question is, did it ever feel slow enough that it was like, oh, this is so unusable? Yeah, you know, yeah. it never really did. It yeah. never really felt that annoyingly slow. Um, I and the thing is, it's so fast that it's like, if there's another version that comes out, how much faster will it be? That's you know, the thing. At that point, like, does it? Is it? 
Is it reached a stage where it's like it's so fast I won't see the milliseconds differences that, that's going on there? Um, it, you know, definitely if you're doing video, I don't play games really, so if there are games, I know there's a game called Fortnite which is hugely popular with kids, massive. Fortnite's massive. Maybe we should learn about it and talk about it at some stage. Because I've never, I've I'm, I'm, never even heard of it. So it's a fun. Let's... Basically, it's a it's a shooty up game, multiplayer game. You land on this island. There are other players that are all. You know, it's basically a battle royale to the finish. Yeah, yeah. And, Jeez, and, and, and thousands but, of players. But it's, a cart- it's in, like in really cartoony graphics. And also, as you're playing it, you've got you can pick up resources and you can build things. So you can start building a. Fort, how do you how do you control it on the with a with the iPad? You it's control on the iPad, it with your, but it's all it's all it's on Xbox digital and PlayStation. It's, it's, it's a really oh, right, it's okay. the biggest game in the world at the minute. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, although I mean, having seen my 13 year old play it, let me tell you, the audience for that are as fickle as you would not believe. Yeah. You know, we, one minute they're into that, the next minute they're into a clone of it, and because before that it was PUBG, uh, player unknown battlegrounds. Yeah, 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 that was the big thing. And, and Fortnite is essentially a rip-off of that. Of that yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's and before that again there was that was um what was the other one? It was Overwatch. Overwatch, was yeah. Overwatch playing. was yeah. I remember. Yeah. I heard, so, and and, and League of things, Le- League of Legends. These and things Dota. just change like in the blink of an eye. So yeah. you can see companies going, "Hey lads, we've done it. We've made multiple millions yeah. today." Oh, oh shit! That's all gone. It's all gone. Where did all go? Where did all the players and go? Oh one, my god! And there's one guy who was on holiday at the time who comes back and logs back in, yeah, and yeah, the planet is empty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was going to have a go playing Fortnite, and then I just got really resentful again as I looked at the, looked at the game was free, and then it's basically all fueled by in-app purchases. Yeah, oh. but the in-app purchases aren't necessary. This but are, is what my but are they necessary me. to win? No, 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 they're not necessary to win. In fact, I mean, my son will tell me that they're basically there to add, you know, skins and costumes to you. They're not. They're not there for. Uh, you know, you're not powering up weapons or anything. Yeah, but whenever I see an in-app purchase that's literally a hundred quid for something, yeah. just, I get, I just think that's obscene. Oh yeah, I think once you start seeing up like anything over tenner, I start going, "What the hell is that for?" Yeah. Like, at what point do you need to spend sixty-six pounds? And so there's a, my wife likes there's a color in an app, a color in a digital coloring in app, right? So it's quite clever. It, it takes these pictures, draws a little grid. You can zoom in and out of the grid, and the grid has got numbers on it, and you just color by numbers. Now, like as a programmer, I'm thinking. Couldn't you just write it to colour all those in without doing any of the button presses? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't. It's like, um, it's like those um, games that are rhythm games, right? Where where you see people playing a guitar and drums and stuff. And I always think, yeah, but but what's happening there is you're the computer is playing you. You're not playing the computer. Like the the better you get at that, all all that's happening is you're. You're getting better at being played by the computer because yeah. the player's telling you what to do and you do it. I remember picking up Guitar Hero for the first time and trying to play it. And I am, I am, I am decent at the guitar yeah. and have been for probably twenty years. But it's not playing the guitar. Yeah, no. yeah And yeah. as soon as you pick it up, you realize you go, "Oh, I need to learn how to do this." Yeah, even yeah, though I can already play it. Because this is all isn't of the those same skills thing. around you being a decent drummer, not a decent yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so but the, and that's coloring in thing, right? So it's free. Or you can pay for it monthly, and it's thirty pound a month for a color and in app. Thirty pound. What do you get for thirty pounds a month? You get nicer month? pictures to color oh in. Oh my god! And I, was going, yeah, I really like the really nice ones. Are really nice to color in. Yeah, I did actually download the the Marvel coloring app. Yeah, and the, for the thing, but that's another yes. subscription. Yeah, but that's a different. I mean, that that lets you color. That lets you paint essentially. Yeah, but this is literally 
color by numbers. Where oh, you're, right, okay. You're yeah. using your finger to paint. You know, you pick the color red, and then you go looking for the number fives, and you drop a dot on each of those number fives. Yeah. So you don't even colors them. No, the no, you're not, not using a pen. You're using your finger to dot, drop. A I dot guess there's some people that just might find. That I think it's quite therapeutic, yeah, it's and quite like therapeutic they say that to, and, they, and to see the complete thing and, and see it. They're like the mandala books that you get in like bargain books that are like adult coloring. The adult coloring books. In some respects, it's like a digital version of of those those things where you you do a little pattern on a knitted you know the oh cross stitch yeah cross it's like stitch, cross yeah. stitch and it more it's more like cross stitch than it is like coloring but in. without you having to figure out what the fuck you do with this like eight by eight yeah nonsense pattern that you've just made yeah, in your cross yeah, stitch class yeah, yeah you just oh, delete that yeah so it's it's a digital cross stitch more than it's a digital coloring yeah, book you yeah, know because yeah, yeah. there are digital coloring books but yeah you're right there there are there, but so to roll us back to where i was talking about which is that in terms of speed, like, I mean, a word processor is never going to need to be faster no. than, than the original iPad anyway. I mean, nine times out of ten, it, the screen's gone blank as I've been trying to think of a word. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like it's, it's gone too fast. Uh, and uh, drawn apps are, for all intents and purposes, they're u- very usable on, on the old one. I've inked two or three pages on, on the old iPad. Um, I have, you know, I can sit and do the same stuff on the new iPad. It, it it's reached the point where it's super fast. There's no need for it to be much faster. It's only when you're maybe scrolling a document round where you're kind of going you know, like the um, Clip Studio Paint, which is the drawn application you would use if you're doing comics. It's it's the one that you can buy if you're if you're doing comics at all. That's the app you want that or Photoshop, but that's better than Photoshop for comic yeah. stuff. Uh, and it's available on the iPad. And on the iPad, you pay a monthly or you'll be paying a monthly fee of six seven seven pounds. But if you're a professional, that's nothing yeah. really. Um, but like it's it's only slow when you're scrolling around, but that's because you're dealing with. I mean, I'd be dealing with six hundred DPI A three pages with full color, yeah, nine layers, you know, ten layers, fifteen layers. They're fucking huge files. So when you're moving it around, it's the memory in the thing that is the limit. You know, there, there's four gig of there's RAM. Four gig I think, those, in, yeah. in, in the iPads and all the iPads. So if it had eight gig of RAM, that scrolling might be a bit faster. But the scrolling is fast enough that it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, you can scroll and pinch and zoom. And yes, it might be super buttery smooth for animations, but that's not super buttery smooth. But that's because it's in the background chunking out big lumps of memory and stuff. But it's smooth enough. Yeah, so in comparison of working on the iPad Pro versus working on a Cintiq, what is the better device? I, well, here's it's difficult because on a Cintiq, what's happening is your your drawing device is unlinked from the the computer and the drawing device are two separate entities. So yeah. if you have a crappy computer and a and a brand new Cintiq, it will be crappy. If you have a newer computer and a newer Cintiq, it okay, will but be all things being but, equal, but, but all yeah. things being equal, I would say the iPad Pro is a better device, and the reason for that is. Um, because you can do it on the toilet you can do it in, the <laughs> yeah. you can do it in bed you can do it anywhere you like um, yes uh, no, all joking aside yes I can sit in bed and I can draw on that I can I can ink on that I can, and I you know if I go to the loo and I'm in there a long time I will I can colour in there that's not a problem Yeah. well this um, actually came up because I texted you uh, the other week to say <laughs> Maplin in their closing down sale had 30% off for yeah, yeah, Cintiq 13 inch yeah. HD which I think brought it down to sub 500 pounds yeah. like four 490 or something like that which I mean that's a good deal mm. Uh, but then somebody rightly pointed out on your Twitter that for that same money, you can buy you the can iPad. Get, you can get an yeah. iPad. Yeah, the thing is, the, the, the iPad and the so the, the iPad Pro. The big advantage of the iPad Pro over the brand new iPad, which allows you to use the pencil. The big advantage of the iPad Pro for drawing isn't that it'll be much faster because they'll probably be about the same speed. But it is that it's got a bigger screen. Yeah, and that's it. And and the thing is. The pinch and zoom is so handy and easy on the, even the Cintiqs that allow pinch and zoom. 
sometimes the software isn't very good. You know, Windows isn't yeah. great at handling that, and and the Mac, I don't think handles it at all. I don't I don't know, um, but it it it's not great. It's not as responsive the pinch and zoom on, on the Cintiq. Whereas the iPad was Whereas optimized iPad, for that. Yeah, yeah, it's from, like, from day one. Yeah. So it's it's actually really easy to zoom in, and, and you know, because the the big problem you face when you're drawing on a smaller screen, if you're drawing A3 on a device that's A4, is you're not going to see all of it at once, yeah. obviously. So you're always zooming in to draw. Uh, but, and then when you zoom back out again, you're looking at, you know, something that's been shrunk down, and the resolution of the iPad Pro, which is four, uh, it was two hundred and eighty nine DPI or something like that, is close to print resolution. The resolution of a Cintiq, unless you go up to the super, you know, high end models, which are, uh, you know, the, the the brand new ones, the four K ones that are just out, mm. the Pro models. Unless you go up to those things, which are outrageously expensive, like sixteen hundred quid, you know, that, that kind of two and a half grand, that kind of thing, uh, your resolution on a Cintiq will be one hundred and sixty-three DPI, and that, you know, so it's practically double the, the the resolution. Which means when you zoom out to see that it's, you know, it's it's pixel, yeah. it's not quite as good. There's aliasing quite, and stuff. Yeah, there's aliasing going on. You can't quite see whether those feathery lines are quite as feathery as you think they are. Uh, and then, but on the iPad, you can see that, so you can zoom out and go, yeah, that looks fine, and zoom back into work again. You know, I have a twenty-seven inch Cintiq, so I will, I will cleave my screen in two effectively, and half of it will be a zoomed-in version for me to look at, and the other half will be a zoomed-out version for me to see the whole thing at. But even the zoomed-out version, because the resolution isn't quite as perfect as it could be. Yeah. Whereas on the iPad Pro, when I zoom out, it looks perfect. You know, no matter how, like, even if it's smaller than the print size would be. It's still because of the resolution. I can still make out lines that that you know the other screen wouldn't show me. So I actually think as a as a device like right now, if someone said to me, I don't have any, I I don't, uh, I have an unlimited budget and I have no computer stuff at all. What do I buy on a computer? I go get a get an Apple iPad Pro with a with a Clip Studio Paint. Yeah, well, I you know? I got the iPad Pro and I ditched my laptop. Yeah, my laptop my laptop's gone. Yeah, it was a, a glorified email yeah. machine at that stage yeah. um, and this serves for taking notes in a, a colour controlled light controlled yeah. brightness controlled room I mean, that I work in the frustrating thing for me is that a lot of the software isn't quite on a par with the the desktop like mm. the, uh, the unusual that's going to change yeah well the, the, the weird thing I, I initially thought it's just the way it is the, the device isn't as capable as a desktop so that's just what's going to happen they're going to optimise around it and because they're optimizing around it, you're going to get something that is maybe not going to be quite as capable. But then Clip Studio Paint came out, and there is no compromise there. That software is the same yeah. as it is on the desktop. But that it, wasn't po- that, that software wasn't possible until the iPad Pro, really. Until, yeah, I, until there yeah, was a bit of welding yeah, yeah, behind yeah. that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but even then, it's like I mean, it's got feature for feature. You know, there is no difference there. I mean, the, the only thing that is deeply frustrating and irritating about it is. How Clip Studio Paint handles files, which is ironic given Apple seemed to have gone. Oh yeah, you're right about how files should be handled. We've we've been trying to do files like you know, so people don't know files exist. But you're right, people need to know files exist. Yeah. And Clip Studio Paint have gone. Fuck that. We're just doing our own thing here. It's crazy. We've all been smoking dope all day. Here's a crazy file. So, so what's scenario. it do? Well, it has its own file manager. Which is unconnected from the and cloud. It, this was and not, it's, it's not visible cloud. from the iCloud file. Yeah, it? Oh, yeah. good God. And, and so in order to get files into it, what you've got to do is transfer them via iTunes, right? So that's one way. The thing is, there, there are two kinds of files in Clip Studio. Um, and I apologize to everyone who doesn't, you know, as an artist, doesn't interest in this stuff. But 
I am, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> um, there are two kinds of files. There's individual pages and there are story files. And the story files are odd because they're really, a story file is basically a directory made up of individual pages. It's got one file which describes every page in the directory and then it's got individual pages. And so in order to get that onto the, if you want to get that story file on there, you've got to use iTunes. But iTunes on Windows will do that easily. It'll just drag a whole directory over. iTunes on Windows won't. iTunes on Windows just bulks when you try and move a directory. So you've you got mean iTunes it. on a Mac will do it fine, but iTunes on Windows won't? Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, if you try and... Um, the problem is on the on iTunes for Windows, it'll handle... It won't handle the directory structure at all. It'll just let you pull over individual files. But that's such a failure in Clips Studio Paint because they, they... Absolutely. You know, in the last version of iOS, Apple added the... Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a means for everyone to have a file system that ties into the regular yeah, file system. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so a real... They, it's a, they should it's just insane. update that because the file system on the iPad now is really, really good. It is good. really good. It is really good. I mean, the other... I mean, so I want... I like I Because I, I like working at the desktop because I've got that bigger screen. It is still nice to use the bigger screen and to, you know, close the door. Use the bigger screen. It's got a huge amount of room to work on. Um, and then, you know, I want to be able to round robin. I want to be able to go, okay, I'll just pick up my, you know, like I can with a pages document. I yeah. can type it up in the computer and then go and pick up the iPad and just start working on it and then reverse back around again. Uh, and you should be able to do that on, on Clip Studio Paint. There's no reason you can't do that except for their own internal file thing. And, yeah. and to be honest, that's the thing that makes me go, this is useless. This bit of software is useless yet. Now, having said that, if I only worked on the iPad Pro, it probably would bother me a lot less, you know, because yeah. it, it is, doesn't Is matter. Clip Studio a Windows and Mac bit of software? It's Windows, Mac, and iPads. That's why. Then, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they've had, the, I mean, essentially they've built one code base that works yeah. on three different and they uh, have, platforms. And they have to so, basically get someone dedicated to do the iPad yeah, stuff to get that. Yeah. My, my feeling is they started designing this before Apple did their, their file structure stuff. And then by the time they put it out, Apple had changed the way the files were all handled. But I'm hoping they'll change. I mean, I mean are, I think are, are they releasing regular updates for it? I mean, not so far. But mm. I think I think one of the things they're going to do is the they have their own cloud ver- uh, their own version of a cloud. Uh, and um, so when you save files, they're stored in this cloud. But it's only accessible to the iPad Pro, so it's fucking useless. But at some point, they'll switch the cloud on for the desktop. And so when you've got that, you'll be able to just round robin it. So that that's the thing that's missing, and that's the thing that makes it. But worse. yeah, but it really annoys me when I see software developers not taking advantage of the, of, of the thing that Apple just go look. You just add yeah. a couple of lines of code, and then you'll have access yeah. to the but file it, but, system. I mean, that file system apart, it's like having the entirety of Photoshop on there. I mean, like uh, as it is now, if you want Photoshop on that, there's all these little bitlet apps. You know, these little bits and pieces of things that Adobe have put together. None of them add up to Photoshop. But it's like having, it's like someone went, here's all the Photoshop for you. Yeah. And so you're left with going, oh, but the only thing that's shit about it is the file manager. You know, it's... it's and that's arguably the, the most yeah, important. The core yeah. thing, but, but at the same time, if your only device is this, it doesn't matter that much. And I, and really, you know, what stopped me making this my core device is just, I don't, I you know, I don't quite trust the file management. I don't quite trust well, it Well, how would it mean, say, could you work with... Could you do a comic entirely in Clip Studio Paint and send that out for coloring and everything? Oh yeah, yeah. From inside that. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, on, I the, export, on the iPad. Yeah, I can export everything out of that. I can. I mean, it's easy enough to export the files into because the thing the thing is to get so you can either use iTunes to get them in, then you can get iTunes to get them back out again, uh, or you can import 
you can go into Dropbox and go, here's the file I want in Clip Studio, export to the Clip Studio app, and then Clip Studio brings it in. And then you can go, let's export this file back out to Dropbox. So it has so the old, it's, it has it's the old version of the file system. Import, right. Export and import, and export, that's just it. It's a real pain in the ass, but that is kind of, you know, in terms of being like either iPad Pros would be the same on that. There's yeah, no, there's yeah. no difference on. Well, device. I actually I edited the the Will Sliney yeah. interview. I did that all on my iPad. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you so I did Garage, Garage Band? Band. So I downloaded the files that you uploaded from Dropbox. Yeah. Literally told it I want it accessible by Garage Band. Garage yeah. Band picked it up. I imported them all in edited it yeah i mean the only thing that ha- that slowed me up was me not quite knowing how to yeah, do how a couple to do of things stuff. in in garage yeah. band it, there the is only... a frustration with even with apple's apps is there about 95 percent of what the desktop apps can do yeah it's like wh- where's that extra five percent why can you why use the pencil yes yes can you use pencil to draw edits because um, that would seem so natural to kind you of can, yeah, you can, so basically whenever when you press and hold on the the track it brings up the little, you know, like the cut and paste yeah. uh, icon menu little thing, little fast menu, and there is the, the option for cut or split, Yeah. and you click split, and then it brings up some scissors in the thing, and you just drag it down like that, and it slices. You know what, I might try editing the shoes in GarageBand, because you, you can export a GarageBand project straight into Logic, so I could do the quick edit yeah. in GarageBand, and then do the finishing. And then logic. take it on. It was super easy. The only thing that I couldn't do, which I had to get, um, which I had to get Ron to do, was was to add the chapter markers. It yeah. just seems like there isn't a good way there, to. There's, there's only one app that does that well at the minute. Yeah, you know, and it, there's a the guy who does a lot of podcasts called Marco Armand who made an app for himself to do that. Yeah, and then he just sort of released it in a, in a sort of free alpha for everyone to play okay. with. So I just dumped the file into that. The, type the, in the, the thing is, the stuff that's missing from apps on the iPad are not missing because the iPad's incapable of them. Yeah, it, they're missing because for whatever reason the developers haven't added them. Yeah, in. either they think and, and this is Apple. I mean, one of the things that frustrates the life out of me is is that on the uh, Pages app on the iPad Pro, um, you cannot create a new paragraph style. Now, why? Why? That's like the weirdest limitation in the world. That's like all that. All they have to do is add a little button to say create a new paragraph style based yeah. on this, or update this paragraph style. But it's not there. Yeah. Yet you can create a document with new paragraphs on on a desktop and import that document, and now you've got those and new it's, paragraphs. And it's there. It's like, yeah. But well, why can't I do that within the well, app? Not, on the not to get exceptionally Apple nerdy, but I think a lot of that's going to start changing from this summer on. Oh. I think the code bases are going to start, start merging, more. merging a lot more. Uh, yeah, because I, I thought, I mean, I, I, certainly Gary, certainly whenever they did all the updates on the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, iMovie. The, iMovie, it, it looked like they were going, yeah, we're, we're, we're abandoning our old iMovie because this new iMovie thing, the base of it is going to be a, a stronger foundation to build on. But then they never seem to do that much with it. So, yeah. so well, I mean, are they, have they been building these things well, in there's parallel? Well, there's and heavy rumours that... Um, what they want is for you to be able to run iOS apps on your Mac and Mac apps on your okay. iOS device. Yeah. I mean, I you know the obvious thing everyone's going to suggest is that the Mac's going to go away. Yeah. And they'll just have iOS devices, but by that stage, the iOS devices will, will be, be able Max. to run. Yeah, will yeah. be Macs, you know. So you could have a twenty-seven inch iPad. Yeah. That you could be working on like you do with your your Cintiq. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. And I, I mean, for me, for me, oh. I'm just thinking of like Final Cut and a big yeah, screen I, like that. It's very hard actually, to tell. All, all I've ever wanted to do since I started editing, which again, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, all I wanted was to minority report a film. <laughs> I just want to edit like they do in Minority Reports. <clears throat> and the i and the i the iPad Pro with the pencil is as close. I mean, it's not. It's Did not you look even at that close. I suggested Ferrite. 
I did download it. I haven't had a chance to look at because it. Because I know a few podcasters who use Ferry to do everything, and they, and they say su- they can do everything in that. I'm just yeah. surprised, because GarageBand used to have a podcast option. It yeah, used to have a they section went, for... They took that away. I think what they, yeah. they realized was that anyone who was doing serious editing was probably doing it in Logic. Yeah. And hardly anyone was using the podcast option. And whenever they, whenever they renewed the code base for... The re-release of GarageBand, I think, was it GarageBand Nine or something like that? It was. Yeah, they it just was, dropped that. Yeah, it was gone. I mean, it's, it's probably fine. It's just I spent a lot of time looking for it because I knew it was there at one stage. Um, but yeah, uh, upload it and then re-upload. Sorry, yeah, edit it at all. Yeah. Put the music, grab the music from Dropbox after Write you guys the theme put it tune, up. Sing the theme tune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and then just uploaded it all. Aaron put the the chapter markers yeah. in. Like if I could, if there was some way of doing that, I could have just done everything and then oh, Simplecast won't let us publish. Well, from yeah, an iOS well, device, I'll, have a chat, I'll have a chat with him about that. But if Apple introduces chapter markers into the podcast app, you can bet they'll have it as an option a, in, yeah. in GarageBand because yeah. they they never do one thing without something else. Yeah. But it was just simple. I was actually sitting in the um, in so the you, waiting you, room you, of the tattoo. Sort of enjoyed going to uh, an iPad only then and leaving. Yeah, like I, I have a I have a Mac Pro. I have one of those stupid fucking dustbin Mac Pros mm-hmm. in work. Um, I have a big. Well, like, that's not what people used to call them when they came out. Yeah, I know. Uh, but <laughs> you've when, won, you basically you've got dusty bin. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've won dusty bin. Um, but I like I said. So I don't really need a laptop. My laptop couldn't have ran the software that I had yeah, anyway. Um, anyway. So I couldn't have done any work on it. So it was just a glorified email machine. This is much more. This is much better. I sat in the waiting room of the tattooist at ten o'clock on Friday night. Mm-hmm with my headphones on and edited the podcast yeah um and then waited to get the music and drop just drop that in last night yeah. like just sitting on my lap working yeah, away well I've, I've done similar sort of sitting in the living room and coloring yeah. and drawing and stuff but it's trying very... to do that on a laptop even so yeah. ignoring drawing trying to do that with a little trackpad yeah. on the keyboard trying to to track accurately to where you want to make your edits yeah. and all that kind of stuff it just wouldn't have it just wouldn't yeah. have worked whereas this was just it's actually quite a uh Nice. And yeah, it's just nice. Just yeah. it just it just worked. Yeah, yeah. I might have a play at that later on. See see how it plays for me because I there's there's certain shortcuts that I'm used to using in Logic for like say if I want to grab every bit of audio after this point and drag it forward a bit. You know, yeah. I can just say shift. Well, yeah, just, like it there, just highlights the, everything. If you watch, I ended up watching a couple of tutorials that were, and then skipping over some which I didn't think were relevant. But there are ones for the likes of a ripple edit and um, mm-hmm. and doing all that kind of stuff. So it, it'll be able to do it. It just might not be. It, you know, yeah, immediately obvious. Would, it, would, would it need a Bluetooth I... keyboard? Would the shortcuts translate? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they may well be do because actually, a lot yeah. of that stuff sort of becomes alive whenever you have a keyboard yeah. attached. Yeah, I, that's one thing I, I I find a bit kind of slightly frustrating the, the idea of whether you should get a Bluetooth keyboard or get one of the magic keyboards that just sort of slot on the things on. because they're they're great. I mean, I have the slot on ones; they're brilliant. They draw power from the Apple or from the uh, iPad, so you never need a battery. You never yeah. need to worry about it charging or uncharging. Un- when you take them away, they're not active, so so you can you take it off and you and don't have to worry about you, it being turned on. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had keyboards sitting in a bag that have accidentally started. Tapping letters on a screen, and going, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck's that coming from?" Um, but it's, but at the same time, sometimes I want to take the keyboard off and put it to the side 
when I do some work or when I yeah. because you just know just from from a sheer ergonomics yeah, pr- yeah. perspective it's more comfortable well, to kind of if you're work drawing like, you're sort of you're like leaning this. your hand across the yeah. where the keyboard would typically be yeah. or you're turning rotating it around in such a way the keyboard's along the side anyway so yeah. it's like it, it's I mean would it, would it would it I, I, I don't mean, know if in this ideal would be world a... I would I would like some you know I'd like a little adapter cable that that's runs what I was just going to say would it would it be would it be an idea I'm sure somebody makes it just for that little magic adapter thing to just have a little cable that you could that you could be nice i'd like one but um, you know i don't know well like, let, right so the, to round up this kind of section <laughs> let me say this i don't if you have an ipad pro already it is not really worth going to the new ipad pro unless you you bought it with a very low amount of memory and you've decided you need more memory yeah because that's the the one advantage i mean the, the one thing i did in the upgrade was i went for a bigger memory a bigger bigger chunk of memory it was you know it's a more a much more expensive thing uh, when I bought the iPad Pro originally I went well I'm definitely going to buy it with as much memory as I'll ever need 128 gig and uh, it, it, of course that turns out not to be the case because every single bloody photo you've taken for nine years ends up on the, <laughs> on the thing um, I, so it's not worth it unless you've got a big chunk of change and yeah. your tax bill is going to be you know yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Way to, if, if of... somebody had the option between buying the new iPad that works with the Apple Pencil mm-hmm. versus the Pro would you go with the Pro? I would say in that instance, I would go with the Pro because of the bigger screen. Bigger screen, yeah. But but that's because my priority is is bigger, bigger screen estate, for drawing yeah, and yeah. real estate. If your priority is portability, the smaller one. But having said that, the big one's pretty damn portable. So it comes down to price because the the smaller one's like four hundred quid yeah. for the for the um, larger memory. And you know what? I'm I, if I had a twelve year old who was into digital drawing, that's what I'd be looking to buy them yeah. for Christmas. Okay. I think. Anyway, that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions you want to ask us, anything you want to say hello to us, uh, please, please, please get in touch because uh, we live or breathe on weather. No, we don't really care uh, if anyone's no. listening. But Otherwise, we, it, yeah, but we it's do. Nice it's nice to know people are. Yeah. Yeah, nice Is there anything that you'd like us to talk about? Yeah, please, it's... because it's obvious we're going to run out of steam soon. But if we don't get <laughs> any suggestions, we're going to know that no one's got this far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're, uh, uh, if there's anything that you that you specifically like or specifically don't like, anything you want us to talk more about, let us know and please give us a review on iTunes because that we, bumps we are us up in the little per, iTunes we are thing. Not, I, I'm, I'm still a little sore. At the suggestion that we have a Patreon account that when it, if it adds up and hits certain targets, I'll keep quiet for five minutes. Look, that was I'm De- not that, happy about that. That was that. I mean, that didn't come from me or Ron. That was Declan, and you know. <laughs> well, to hell so, with him. Yeah, All right, can... thanks very much for joining us. Good night. See you next Bye. week.